Section 1 of Heraclitus, or Man's Looking Glass and Survey of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Heraclitus, or Man's Looking Glass and Survey of Life, by Pierre du Moulin, translated by Heyman Lestrange. To the reader... Heraclitus, or Man's Looking-Glass and Survey of Life, written in French by Peter de Moulin, and translated into English by Sir H. Lestrange. London, printed for Henry Seal over against St. Dunstan's Church in Fleet Street, 1652. To the reader. It is now above forty years since I translated this piece out of French and laid it by in loose papers, intending to have published and exposed the same to common test. But soon after I understood that I was prevented by another's labour that stepped into the press before me. Nevertheless, because the other is now antiquated and forgotten, and that upon my review I may haply have phrased the author's meaning more aptly to the modern mode and acceptation of the English tongue, for... Non verbum verbo curabit redarere fidus interpres. A just translator must not strive to follow the author word for word, but to speak his sense to the most life of the other's language, and because the moment of this subject cannot be too often inculcated, as the great doctor of the Gentiles says, it grieves me not to write the same things, for you it is sure. And that this book is no other than a perfect map of man and anatomy of all ages, a noske dipsim, which is the highest pitch and hardest lesson of all human learning, an universal dial which, though made in France, yet serves without any astronomical reduction for all meridians, and shows how the minutes of man's life pass away from the first rising to the last setting thereof, and even from Solomon upon his golden throne to Job, scraping himself with potsherds upon the ash-heap. For statutum est omnibus mori, what man is he that he shall not see death, as David said it and saw it, and after that comes judgment to heaven or hell for ever. For these reasons I have awakened these lines out of their lethargy, and caused them to speak after so long silence to a people that never more needed good counsel, and is ripe for the sharpest severity and sickle of God's judgment. Let us therefore continually watch that neither the world, the flesh, or the devil plunder us of the richest jewel of our souls, which cost the greatest price that ever was, but study daily how and why we came thither, what we do here, whither we go, and in this minute, moment, might, and mote of time, while it is called today, to work out our salvation before the evil day comes, when, of all the cumber and cares of honour, profit, and the dunghill delights of this world, we shall say I have no pleasure in them, and shall fall under the fearful and final doom of eternal sequestration, both of body and soul. Now, to quicken the appetite of meditation herein, let us to all our thoughts, words, and actions set this for sentinel, vidit venit Deus, God sees and comes. H. Lestrange To the illustrious princess, Mademoiselle Anne de Rohan, Madam, this book that fights against vanity is justly yours because you have overcome it. We cite against it in words, you overcome it in actions, actions so much better than words, as health is better than physic, and victory than the battle. 
Your name alone in the front of my book shall give me my lesson, for if I will paint out vices with my pen, your life is a pattern of opposite virtues. Nay, to speak truly, you teach me what to write, for when I would picture out vices, I set before me the contrary of that which I behold and admire in you. To have often the word of God in your hand, but more often in your mouth, to be daily praying, to be adorned with modesty without art, to open the hand to the afflicted and shut the ear against vices, to be freely religious without scruple, which makes Christian wisdom affected austerity, are virtues which the greatness of your family makes more remarkable and the corruption of this age more admirable, an age wherein vices are manners, wherein profane vanity and villainy become nature and turn into complexion. Amidst all this darkness you shine as a candle in the night, I know well your modesty likes not this discourse, but the public utility requires it, that all may know what esteem we make of virtue, and that vices which come up of themselves and grow without watering may find argument from you either to amend or condemn them. This is also an honour to us that the sacred seed which we sow falls upon so good a ground and proves so fruitful that there are examples among us showing the difference betwixt true godliness and that superstitious devotion which thinks to amuse God with gestures, and binds itself strictly to certain numbers of reiterated words, and reduceth religion to the singer's end. Having now, madam, so many just causes to present this book unto you, yet I durst never undertake it, had not you commanded it. I am not stuffed with ornaments according to the distasteful humour of this age, I cannot ruffle it out in swelling terms and full-blown bubbles of words, which are for none but brave spirits. I cannot talk of barricados, of vices, of scalados, of virtues, nor call Jesus Christ the dolphin of heaven. I do not compose prayers upon a fan or a nosegay. I am content to speak French and aim at nothing but to be understood, and in deciphering vices to plant in men's minds the contempt of the world and the love of God. In low terms I discourse of high matters, and paint out light with a coal, a fault which partly may be imputed to mine own dullness, partly to my tossed and troubled condition. It is not easy to study among gunshot, nor to mount the spirits high when a thousand things interpose and pluck them down again, and stop their flight. But the same your goodness which moved you to persuade me to write, will persuade you to bear with my imperfections, considering also that, at the first it was not my purpose this writing should come abroad, and therefore I bestowed less care to dress it. Now that it is come forth by your command, you shall receive it from the hand of him who prays to God for the greatness and prosperity of your thrice noble family, which God hath honoured with his sacred covenant, and from him whose chief ambition is ever to obey you, and while he lives to be your most humble and dutiful servant. P. D. M. End of section 1